welcome to packaging talks on this episode of packaging talks we are excited to be in conversation with ravi modi an innovator with 20 years of experience and track record of delivering breakthrough consumer packaging and enabling technologies for food and beverage industry ravi is a principal consultant at solutions for sure llc and in his illustrious career has worked in various technical and management roles with leading companies like amcor and the coca cola company in this episode Ravi captures the key developments in packaging in North America and also shares deep insights into the emerging solutions like paper bottle biodegradable polymers like PEM. He throws light on the technological and supply chain challenges for these alternatives. Ravi emphasizes the fact that every supply chain stakeholder needs to contribute to arrive at sustainable packaging solutions and move forward towards establishing circular economy. Let us tune into the conversation. Welcome to a new episode of Packaging Talks, a podcast series brought to you by the Packaging 360 team. Today, we have Ravi Modi, President of Civis Packaging, consulting firm based out of Atlanta, USA, as our guest. Welcome to the podcast, Ravi. Thank you very much, Dr. Ranga Prasad, for inviting me. I am very excited to uh, share uh, some of my thought process. on on packaging and you know related areas with you so again uh, thank you and look forward to this conversation ravi you have had an extensive working experience in uh, companies like amcor coca cola and now you are uh, uh, you have started consulting uh, the packaging supply chain and its various stakeholders what has been your uh, assessment of packaging trends in the last say 2 years which has really Uh, impressed you and which you think will be the game changer in times to come yeah I, that's a very good and uh, important question and it feels to me that the last 2 years have brought changes that we have not seen in the last 20 years so i'll start off by just recognizing the uh, unfortunate uh, you know situation the pandemic situation that we have uh, across the globe and that certainly has had a huge uh, impact on the packaging industry but uh, you know to your question as i think about some of the high level themes or trends uh, that i feel are going to uh, stay with us that the supply chain needs to be prepared i kind of categorize them in four buckets as follows the the first one what i've seen is and increase a significant increase in the need to act on sustainability and here really the important part is the entire supply chain actually coming together which we have not seen at least in my last 15 20 years supporting the packaging industry we have probably seen some fragmented approach but it feels as if the supply chain has come together they are willing to act and there is just a lot going on in the area of sustainability which is really a result of you know two or three key drivers one being global you know legislation uh, at a global level and that's really sort of accelerating the the discussion around you know the need to act and what needs to be done today 
as well as tomorrow. The second is the goals by various brand owners, CPG brand owners on their sustainability you know, strategy. And then third, honestly, consumers are really asking and aspiring for uh, sustainable uh, you know, packaging. So that's sort of, I think, a trend that's important going to stay. Second is I see e-commerce, and this has been just mind-blowing. Uh, I was reading some articles on e-commerce, and it appears that the growth that e-commerce went through last year, meaning in 2020, it took collectively 10 years to see that growth that we saw in, let's say, seven, eight months of last year. And uh, there is no slowdown, particularly on the retail grocery side, we see you know, significant acceleration. And this certainly means a lot in terms of packaging that you, know, you need to be ready with the e-commerce ready packaging. Third key area that uh, I would like to bring to your attention is around you know, health, wellness, and around mainly a shift in the consumer preference. And, and the way I think it is playing out, certainly in North America, I'm assuming in other parts of the world, is the entire effort of the collective industry is generally to lower your SKUs, you know, for a variety of good reasons, you know, scale, cost, et cetera. And with health and wellness, what we are seeing is the reverse. Consumers are certainly very, very concerned about their health and they are pivoting to products that are healthier, better for you products. And particularly what this means for supply chain is, you know, proliferation of many SKUs, likely very short runs in manufacturing. If you look at some of these products, um, you know, ingredients with, uh, you know, turmeric, ginger, etc., which is what a lot of the consumers are gravitating towards, these are ingredients which needs to be protected over the entire supply chain. Shelf life becomes very important. And as packaging converters, this is an area to really understand this better and come up with good solutions as it relates to protecting these products. And the fourth one, uh, which sort of is a, is a combination of a few things that I'm sort of bucketing in this area is all around sort of, you know, customization, uh, you know, digitization, which in the traditional CPG world, uh, digitization is still a new world. But if you look at pharmaceuticals, for example, they have certainly taken a lead on that. And I think we would see that penetrate uh, into other areas. So at the highest level, I sort of breaking down into this four key things that, you know, I think through as it relates to packaging. Hey, taking the discussion forward, you know, in the last two years, as you mentioned, some of the major high-level trends, uh, which you just described now, there have also been a lot of out-of-box ideas like, you know, the paper bottle concept and uh, biodegradable or bio-based materials like poly, uh, PEF, then a shift towards mono-material packaging and uh, flexible laminates. So having worked your way in some of these areas, uh, what is your uh, understanding or what uh, are some of those uh, realistic uh, solutions that will propel the way towards uh, packaging trends in future? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And I think you, you're right in saying that there is a lot of work you know, going on in the entire supply chain and uh, certain solutions, for example, like the paper bottle, they are clearly in the R&D phase. 
but there is no, I guess, shortage of ideas that may not be feasible today, but certainly requires a lot of collaboration and support from the supply chain. A lot of those is fundamental, you know, research and investigation at the very ground level. And I guess we can talk maybe in a little bit more details about paper bottle, about biodegradable and PFA. Um, you know, the one thing which I, I, I think about a lot to recognize that there is no silver bullet here. Uh, there is no single solution that, uh, you know, has everything that we need. It would be wonderful if that were the case, but there is no single solution. And as a result, uh, some of these approaches that are being worked on, you know, I call it sort of short, medium, and long-term, that's the right level of thinking in my mind. And if, you know, we have to talk about, you know, the, the paper bottle idea, again, it, it just, it's quite challenging. And at least on paper, it appears to be purely a research project because there are just a lot of unknowns, a lot of technical hurdles uh, with paper and applying paper for a variety of beverage type of applications. And importantly, doing all of that in a very sustainable way, such that you don't create a solution that has negative implications. Uh, and when you bring all those things together, sort of three things you know, come to my mind on the paper bottle. One is the technical fit for the solution itself. I mean, we all know today, it would be very hard to protect particularly liquid beverages inside papers that are not coated. And that's sort of, you know, challenge number one, how do you do that in a way that provides good protection and at the same time doesn't take away from the sustainability, you know, credentials uh, for paper. Um, and then, you know, properties that a lot of the beverages need to have today, you know, we talked a little bit about shelf life, particularly with this sensitive ingredients. And then if you want to talk about, um, you know, beverages with carbonation or pressure, it really, you know, gets quickly to the fundamentals on paper and how can you create a structure that can withstand a lot of the technical requirements that plastics are able to, you know, deliver to. So sort of a big bucket, I call it technical fit. The, the second area would be uh, supply chain fit, you know, mainly in terms of, uh, you know, creating a supply chain, which again would be a monumental task, you know, given uh, the current, you know, infrastructure, you know, logistical, uh, you know, challenges, making sure that these containers can last sort of in the supply chain, you know, you make, you ship, and then it gets on a shelf. And there is a time element to it. There's a lot of external forces that the packaging needs to withstand. So a lot of unknowns in that regard. And then I, I guess bringing those together, two things together, the last third one, which is critical one would be economics, mainly cost. And those are all sort of unknowns, but I, I would say it's you know quite exciting to see a lot of brand owners, converters, from you know paper plastic coming together to really um, advance you know this particular project so it's quite exciting on the topic of biodegradable or uh, bio based i would call it 
lot of confusion with the terminology, uh, particularly for the consumers. Uh, but if you look at the PFA, which you know has been talked about, I mean, PFA is uh, certainly not new in terms of the polymer itself. Uh, however, the conversations that are happening PFA are all as it relates to, uh, again, supply chain, you know, making sure uh, there is infrastructure available to, to make, you know, PEF. And then the, the cost piece, uh, again, comes into play. And, and I guess uh, one of the important ones is concerning the recyclability attributes of PEF, which, you know, frankly, is an unknown. Both the European Union and the trade organization in the United States, APR, you know, Association of Plastic Recyclers, I believe they have given an okay for PEF to be used at a 2% rate, meaning blended at a 2% rate from a recycling standpoint and not having any negative impact, let's say, with a PET recycling chain, because both these polymers are transparent. And unless you have very smart uh, sorters, either at the MRFs or at the recyclers, it would not be possible to separate a PEF polymer from a PET polymer. So those questions around impacts to recyclability needs to be well understood. You know, I, I say all this to convey that a lot of solutions are being worked on. I, I think that's the right thing. But today, unfortunately, the industry doesn't have a drop-in solution that you can take run with on, on a number of attributes. So it's it's exciting to see this being worked on. Uh, I think it's going to take a lot of commitment, a lot of collaboration, a lot of time and money to for some of these to come to light. Thank you, Ravi, for giving us uh, deep insights into this subject because what we hear is, you know, the media hype and the excitement builds up in some of these out-of-box and radical solutions, but then when the hype dies down, it's sort of a forgotten subject. But taking this discussion a little more uh, deeper, what, according to you, should be the role of the various stakeholders uh, in contributing towards a practical, sustainable packaging solution, be it paper, plastic, metal, or glass? And what should be a collaborative model so that, you know, every packaging material is sustainable in its own way and is self, sort of self-supporting uh, in trying to establish that circular economy uh, we've been all talking about. Yeah, that's a very, very important question uh, that you asked. And actually, it's fundamental to how packaging gets created in the in the first place. So at the at the highest level, I mean, if you think of the issues uh, surrounding packaging today, I think number one, it's just important to understand what you're trying to solve for. And really, there are, you know, three things at the highest level that come to my mind that are related to each other and then should drive how packaging gets developed and then in turn the collaboration uh, that is required. The first is what you spoke about is the, you know, circularity. And, you know, fundamentally, this really starts at the design stage when you are developing package where you have to select the right material and that design needs to be purposeful. And what I mean by that is it needs to either be recyclable, either be reusable or compostable. And that is a purposefully done exercise where either somebody like me helping a brand owner 
or a brand owner having deep down expertise on how to design packages properly. Uh, so under that circularity bucket, that sort of is to me fundamental and it's the way of actually doing business or, or developing packaging where sustainability should never be an afterthought. It needs to be a part of the package development checklist that if you see a red flag in terms of a new packaging that you're trying to launch, that discussion and the conversation within the company needs to be very transparent and at the highest level to make sure that whatever you're putting in the market falls into the three categories that I described. Within the circularity concept, then you know you can think through other available solutions mainly around decoupling the feedstocks from finite petroleum-based you know resources which is what are predominantly used today and whether there are solutions you know to, to doing that so that whole area of circularity and understanding the problem statement and how do you go about designing that's fundamental and this is so key uh, and it's not just about the material and the bottle, but it also is about all of the other elements of the packaging, like the closure, the label, the inks, the corrugated boxes. You need to think of it as a system that when you bring it together, you need to have purposefully designed elements that supports you know, circularity. The second point I wanted to make is around you know, the, the issue surrounding plastics, which is mainly related to greenhouse gas uh, emissions. And again, uh, there are solutions available today, uh, mainly, um, you know, mechanical recycling or bio-based uh, plastics. And then others are being worked on, uh, you know, chemical recycling, which is, is a broad field, and we won't get into the specifics of that. But greenhouse gas emissions is the second one. And how do you uh, sort of come up, uh, you know, with the package design that will help you, you know, lower uh, your carbon footprint through either one or more than more than one means. And then the third, obviously, is the waste. Here, you know, we have solutions, particularly the three R's that we talked about uh, in in recycling. You know, the the reduce portion. Uh, or, or uh, the aspect is particularly important. Uh, you know, we call it lightweighting um, in, in the packaging industry. And, you know, this can certainly move the needle on both waste because you're trying to use less as well as improve on your carbon footprint. And at the same time, you need to be mindful that lightweighting doesn't come at the expense of, you know, food waste or beverage waste because then on a holistic basis, you are actually adding to your carbon, carbon footprint. So this really requires a very good, solid understanding of your supply chain, of your packaging, and uh, you know, how you can advance. And like you correctly pointed, you, know, you need to bring experts from multiple entities to have that, I call it design thinking, to help you come up with you know, the best possible you know, packaging, you know, solution that is going to fit uh, all of the needs and certainly act on it today, but, you know, certainly keep an eye on innovations that may come about in a few years with a plan to, you know, transition to those sustainable innovations as they come about. 
And collaboration, to your earlier point, is key, and particularly along the entire supply chain, is how you know collectively, um, you know, we all can make uh, make a difference. Yeah, point well taken. I think going forward, collaboration will be the key because there are so many uh, players in the packaging supply chain that all of them have to think along the same line when you define a truly uh, circular packaging. Thank you, Ravi, for. Uh, taking out time and sharing your deep insights in your long and illustrious career on this show. I'm sure uh, this will be uh, an eye-opener for many of the uh, listeners. Uh, some of the points that you mentioned about uh, paper bottle and the hidden challenges, which will subsequently be overcome because any innovation or out-of-box innovation will have its own hurdles in the beginning. Uh, and of course, as technology and the understanding of the various uh, challenges and problems are overcome, uh, we will find one day some of these uh, will become practical solutions. So thank you once again for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. We wish you all the very best in your future endeavors. Thank you uh, so much for you know giving me uh, the opportunity to speak to you and uh, to your audience. You know, be safe and um, you know, once again, thanks. Thank you for joining us for Packaging Talks, powered by Packaging360.im. Hope you find our conversations interesting and informative. Please leave your feedback and comments in the link provided in the episode description. Tell us what you like about our content and which aspects of packaging you would like us to cover in our future episodes. Until next time, take care and stay safe.